Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, where we take a journey within to uncover the inner resources deep within our soul to transform physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It is through this higher sense of knowing we are able to design and live our lives with purpose, compassion, and for the collective consciousness. Are you ready to start your own inner revolution? Come with me. Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, everyone. I am your host, Dr. Renee, and I am so thankful to have you here yet for another week in Season 3. For those of you who have been listening to us week in and week out, I say thank you, thank you, thank you. And to all of our new listeners, welcome to the Inner Revolution. We are so excited to have you here. As you may know, the purpose of the Inner Revolution is for all of us to look within our own inner landscape, to uncover those areas within our physical development, emotional development, and spiritual growth that need further refining, and to go ahead and do that work to move towards liberation and freedom of our own selves, and to live a life of complete bliss. So welcome. Season one was predominantly monologue style for me, where I was talking about a variety of different topics and issues and things of that nature, but it was my voice. Season two, I decided to try the interview style. I had lots of different types of guests from a variety of different genres, and it was absolutely amazing. Season three has been predominantly interviews thus far, but but sometime a little back banter between me and the guests happens from time to time, and it's really a lot of fun. But I've gotten some feedback lately from people who said, I want to hear your voice again, Dr. Renee. I want to hear more about what you're thinking and it really touched my soul. And so I decided to do this show tonight in a very special way, just me doing the monologue again. And so I plan on doing at least one monologue each month. And trust me, I will tell you when this show is coming. And tonight's show is dedicated to the topic of healing emotional pain. If you've ever been to my YouTube channel, you may know that there is a video called Why You Must feel to heal. And it's actually probably my most popular YouTube video has just recently gone past the 20,000 view mark. Now I know there are a lot of people out there who have way more than 20,000 views on their video, but for a video just being up there short of a year, I, I think it's done pretty well. And it is a true blessing for me because I know that the video is reaching people who truly need it. And there are comments that are left that are showing me that the video is touching their souls and giving them hope. And then those that are commenting and communicating with me that they might still be struggling and allows us an opportunity to show them that they're not alone. And so I felt that today's topic was vital to the energy that's out in the universe right now. And first and foremost, let me tell you that when we feel emotional pain and are healing from this, that there is no timetable. There is no one thing fits all kind of situation. And we know that everyone's healing journey is unique. 
But sometimes there are people out there who try to indicate that they know what we are going through. And I know you can go, oh, yeah, right. It feels almost insulting when someone says that. It almost feels like they're trying to take away our own pain. Is that really that bad? We tend to feel that it is. But today's topic again is about how to heal from emotional pain when life knocks us down. So probably a few months ago, I was coined in saying that I would not mind being put out of business as a transformational coach and educational psychologist, that the whole purpose and the work that I do is to get my clients to be able to be their own healer, to be their own advocate, to be their own guru, their own doctor, and to not rely on me for too long. My whole purpose is to get them to their own path, to see their own light, to do their own work. I want them to be able to recalibrate themselves emotionally and know exactly what is going on within themselves before it gets too far. And I know that there is still work to be done, and I am blessed to be given this platform and to be able to do this work. So let's begin. So whether you saw it coming or not, the feeling is the same, right? You're devastated. You're hurt. You feel as though you can't go on. You are extremely vulnerable, and you wonder, why did this happen to you? Why did this happen again? Life deals out so many hardships, heartbreak, illnesses, injuries, death, abandonment, all sorts of things come our way. And though we may all share some similar things, every hurt is unique. And no matter how many times we run into this experience, somehow it just always looks the same. And we know that people, again, when they try to have empathy for us, they mean well. And we know that empathy is the ability of someone to feel our pain, to really, truly experience at the same level what we're going through, where sympathy is just the ability to recognize one's hardship, to feel a sense of regret or sorrow for someone. But the exact situation is not the same. It's probably best that we don't try to take away someone's experience or someone's trauma or pain and allow everyone to their own healing process. As a transformational life coach and educational psychologist, I have sat with many clients over the years. I have seen many tears. I have heard many stories and have attempted to open up a sacred space within myself and and to allow these clients to be able to learn how to create the sacred space within themselves. But I'm often asked the question, will I always be like this? Will I ever feel better? Why is this happening to me? And it's not my job to answer that question. It's, it's my job to not be reactive, but again, to lead them to their own path, to their own light. But we're impatient. We want to feel better now. And when someone is deep within their hurt, they just want out of the dark. But suffering can be a great teacher. But sometimes we can get stuck and stay too long in the suffering. And when we hold on to the suffering as though it's our penance, it's our punishment, 
that it's mine to hold, it can really, really wreak havoc on our bodies, on our minds, on our hearts. So how do we pass through this? How do we begin to take the steps of the journey towards this sense of bliss that I talked about in the intro? First and foremost, we have to honor the pain. Avoidance of the pain simply increases it. It will stick around. It will persist if we do not face it. You have to pass through that doorway. You have to open that box. Emotional wounds are beyond sadness. They're, they're felt at this point deeper than we can imagine on such a deeper level of our being. We have to honor it. You can unplug for a while. You can put time aside to reflect and truly give yourself permission to go through this experience. And if people tell you to get over it, just ignore them. Everyone needs time. Time is key to your healing. Allowing yourself to honor your pain is probably the most significant healing tool that you have. Because what you're doing in that moment and giving yourself permission is giving yourself permission to be real. Giving yourself permission to hurt. It's when we treat ourselves as though we are not real, that we are not allowed to feel what we're feeling, that we get confused and disjointed and we get stuck in our pain so when we give ourselves permission to feel, it not only acknowledges the pain, but it validates the pain in that moment. It's also important that after we've honored the pain, that we begin to surround ourselves with the types of people who truly understand and can help us through this process. There is no sense of shame or embarrassment or stigma that should ever be realized or felt when you need support. Those who believe that counseling and therapy and support are only for the broken are usually those who are broken. They're so hurt. Deep within ourselves, deep within our inner child is where most of our wounds are felt and some of these individuals have convinced themselves, either by hearing from their parents or other people or even their own inner critic, that to need help means that they are not enough. They should be able to do everything all by themselves, but we know that not to be true, my friends. It's not true. Being alone is part of the healing process, yes, and many of us struggle in that being alone and need to work on that. But also sometimes if we stay in that alone for too long, there's an unhealthy attribute and isolation begins to emerge and deep pain can bring out some darker things, darker demons, self-blame, victimization, bitterness. We feel trapped. We feel like we don't have choices, rage. We lash out. We blame others and we can't move. We get stuck. So it's important, again, that we reach out, whether it be through prayer, meditation, whatever might be the case. There's a saying that goes something like this. Instead of longing for a miracle, create one. And by creating a mechanism of support, you get to create the miracle and the change begins to evolve. A lot of people ask me the question and say, you know, this has been around for so long, I feel like it's part of me. And 
And you know what? There, there may be some truth to that. But it can change. And, and one of the ways to do that is by having a support mechanism in place. And I call this your Fab Five. Pick five people, support services, or things that you know that you can go to. Develop keywords or phrases to train these people or teach these people in so that they know exactly where you are and what you need and how they should intervene. We don't want people to panic thinking that you're going to go off the ledge or things of that nature when you simply just need a hand to hold or a hug. But maybe when you are in the rabbit hole and you can't get out and you need people to really intervene, there needs to be a key phrase for this. You have to give people permission so that they know how to help you, how to keep you safe. So having these conversations with your Fab Five is key. Let them know the things that you struggle with and and what they can do in those moments to be of best service to you. Third, you might just need a break from your pain. Now, I know you're saying, Dr. Renee, you just told me to to validate my pain, to feel it, to look at it, to acknowledge it. Yes, I did. But there also comes a point in the healing process by this middle part of the process, which is where you will be in this moment, where it's okay to take a break from the pain. It's okay to take a break from the healing. It's okay to move away from it, because trust me, it'll be there when you get back. We're doing a greater disservice to ourselves when we keep it to ourselves and we don't ever move away from it. Again, as I mentioned before, it's like we feel like if we move away from it and we let it go, we're doing greater disservice to ourselves. But, but in fact, you have to give yourself these moments of peace and happiness, serenity, so that you can just clear your mind. You can be stronger. You can be ready to face anything. I'm sure if you've loved a lost one, a loved one, that they don't want you sitting there every second of every day wallowing in the loss. They want you to live. They want you to thrive. They want you to honor them by being you. And number four is about the lesson. But notice that this comes later in the healing journey, doesn't it? Sometimes in the beginning, people think that, oh, learn the lesson already. Get up and do something different and be happy. But no, you can't. The anger is still too present. The sadness is too present. You're not sleeping. You're not eating. You're not feeling well. There's no way you can even begin to think about the lesson. The lesson takes time. And it's through the wisdom of the heart that the lesson will emerge. They say that physical pain is inevitable and suffering is optional. And there is no need to self-attack or blame. And so it really is about going deep within and understanding and giving ourselves compassion and love. But we're not going to be able to do this right away. This is going to take time. What happened to you could have been a complete accident and there was no way to prevent this. The loss of your loved one, they can't come back. I know it's painful. I would love to bring so many people back, but we can't. And that relationship ended. And you find yourself constantly attracting the same type of person and situation. But having an attitude of learning will really help you uncover the value in the experience. We don't have to get lost in self-attack or blaming of ourselves or others. 
And when you recover, you're going to be able to look back at the lesson. You will be stronger, wiser, and more resilient. My dear friend, Amberly Lago, great author, motivational speaker. She talks a lot about resiliency. And one of the things that she is often coined in saying in her workshops and her presentations is that we all have resiliency. It is something we do not have to cultivate. We need to excavate it. It's deep within us. Sometimes we got to get those shovels out, ladies and gentlemen, and we got to dig, dig, dig and pull it up and brush it off and use it. But we just keep it dormant out of fear and the inner child deep within is just screaming for us to come and save it. I did a healing workshop a couple of weeks ago for an online course that I'm teaching and I opened it up to my Instagram community and I was so blessed by the turnout. And I remember saying the words of a dear mentor of mine, Dr. John Bradshaw, and he's the founder of Inner Child Healing Work and Reparenting. And he said that the reason that emotional pain shows up time and time again, and these wounds keep resurfacing and the same type of people keep showing up and these patterns keep getting relived is because we have not finished something. We are in need of finishing the unfinished. And until we finish the unfinished, we will continue to feel the pain. So I know that this might be scary to face these things, but trust that this is where your answer lies. You have to be able to see the lesson. You don't have to keep looking at it for the rest of your life. You don't have to give in to it all the time. You don't have to tell your story, but the work only gets done when we finish the unfinished. And last but not least, some people allow suffering to define them, shape them, and ultimately rob them of their life and their emotional well-being. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can move on and you can find yourself in a situation asking the question, will I allow my emotional pain to hold me back yet again? Or will I allow this to be a learning experience to elevate myself, to evolve, to level up? I have this dear woman in my life, and she knows exactly who she is. She's not my birth mother, but she's my divine mother. And we had this conversation this week after I was experiencing some heavy emotional pain. And in the midst of this heartache, she said to me, you can choose to feel this pain, and you know you have to go through this. You're wise enough to know this. But at the end of this, the lesson is for you. To evolve, to transcend, to continue on your ascension journey. And so instead of falling into the hole and being covered by the dirt, why don't we fill the hole with the dirt and put it on top so that it's like a mound and we get up and we stand on top of it and we level up. And we look at the lesson and we truly feel what it is that we've gone through. And we have faith in ourselves and love and compassion for ourselves. And we can look at this process as exactly that. But sometimes when it's stuck around for so long, we believe that this is us. And as Dr. Joe Dispenza has taught many of us, when we live in emotional pain for a long period of time, we tend to have these reactive behaviors that eventually become our temperament and eventually become part of our personality. It becomes trait-like instead of state-like, and it does begin to fuse into 
our cellular being. But it doesn't mean that it can't be undone. It just means that the work will be harder. So this is even more key for us to pay attention to the emotional pain as soon as it begins to show, to validate, to feel, to get the support that we need, to go through the process, to look within that box and to look at those lessons and to level up. It's time to transcend, my friends. It's time to heal from the emotional pain. It's time to let down all the past wounds and practices, ancestral history, whatever might be the case. It's time to go deep within and start your own inner revolution, isn't it? If you're interested in starting your own inner inner revolution, reach out to me today. I just recently launched an online community called, guess what? The Inner Revolution. It's a beautiful online support community with coaching embedded within. Support provided by not only me, Dr. Renee, but other mentors and experts of all kinds available to you in the field of mental health, emotional well-being, spiritual growth and transcendence, holistic living. There are tons and tons of resources to begin your healing journey. Reach out to me today. DM me on Instagram at Mudre, or look me up at transcendentheart.com. Thank you everyone for listening to this very special episode of the Inner Revolution on Healing Emotional Pain When Life Knocks You Down. I'll be returning next week with another fantastic guest and we'll continue on into season three. Thank you so much for your love and support. Have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to the Inner Revolution Radio Show. If you haven't already done so, check us out on iTunes. And also check out our website at www.transcendentheart.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Dr. Renee One Life. Have yourself an amazing week.